Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. Good morning, Christine. Hello, Asha. How are you? I'm doing just fine this morning. I've got a big cup of coffee. <laughs> it's spring. I'm I'm okay. I'm Good. okay. Good. And I, you know, it is spring. I mean, things are different outside my window. And I feel like, you know, the world outside is really changing fast. And I feel like there's a lot to wrap our heads around, like the the social landscape. It's not just the actual landscape, but the social landscape is really, really shifting fast right now. Spring with the arrival of you know, real arrival of COVID vaccines, school changes, so much is happening. And I just feel like there, you know, my first feeling is that there is a lot to celebrate, but I am also really aware that it's also nerve wracking from a safety standpoint. You know, how do we sort of merge ourselves back into social traffic and this feeling of, you know, social awkwardness? I just feel like this is a socially complicated moment for friendships just for ourselves. And I thought it was a lot to navigate. And so we should talk about it. Yes, absolutely. And um, uh, speaking of awkwardness, before I respond to that, I'll just tell listeners that um, on the other side of my office, Asha already knows this, there's hammering and construction going on literally on the other side of this wall. So (laughs) if you hear some hammering, don't be alarmed. It's just, you know, my neighborhood. Anyway, yes, I I feel like a lot of conversations are happening. I think it's also everything is so variable for people because of vaccines and whether they've been vaccinated. You know, you and I have to- texted and sort of um, about our vaccine situation. And personally, I'm I'm kind of like last in line as as a person who works on the internet, doesn't have health, con- you know, pre existing conditions, and can continue to hermit. But um, you know, that changes my ability to be with other people, which is mm-hmm. interesting. You know. Um, and yeah, I guess I would say that I'm squarely in team. I love people and also people make me very nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's complicated. It's so complicated right now. It is. It is complicated. I think that there is this feeling like there's no normal to go back mm-hmm. to. And mm-hmm. that's also very strange. I mean, uh, this this whole notion of feelings of joy and excitement 
really sitting squarely next to feelings of loss and frustration and confusion and, and all that stuff. And, you know, so it's one thing for us to even process all these feelings, but then communicating them to our friends when our friends are also going through their experiences, you know, what have our friendships um, weathered during this mm. pandemic period? I just feel like reconnecting to our friends and reviving our relationships and and really, you know, like basically we've been through a transformative period and that's going to show itself in our friendships. And that is natural, but also really confusing. I just feel like, um, yeah, there's just a lot to process. Yeah, there is a lot. And I think, you know, I personally, like one thing I keep trying to remember as I think about other people in my life right now um, is that all of us are dealing with so much that other people can't see or possibly know. So, you know, I think about the people who have just been there for me 100% like you, Asha, my dear, dear friend. Um, I think about others who, you know, I consider good friends, but have been sort of just totally absent. And I I hold no ill feelings about that because I feel like, gosh, there's so much I don't know. I'm sure there's so much in their experience that I don't know about. It's just, um, I'm finding it's it's been a really good time to exercise an awful lot of grace as I think about people and what they're experiencing, you know, and how we'll come on the other side of this Um you know, as we start to move into like little threads of normalcy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And I think, too, that, you know, this this sort of musing about friendships and relationships that you and I are doing right now, it's it's multiplied if you're a parent because mm-hmm. your kid, uh, depending on their school situation, depending on who they are socially, depending upon their relationships, they're also navigating how to um how to be friends with their friends, you know? And so, you know, and you as a parent are also like absorbing all of those emotions. So I guess, you know, the purpose of this conversation in this episode, number one is to really just normalize the fact that there's a lot of stuff going out there in terms of relationships. And if you're feeling it, that's really okay to give you some thoughts about, you know, how you might step through this sort of delicate period of, this in-between time, you know, to give you some perspectives on how to think about your friendships and also just, you know, to remind us all that our relationships really are what bind us all together. And, and in you know, this this will not be our life forever. This this is a period that we're going to get through to something better. And uh, and we could just, you know, sort of help each other through that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, why don't we why don't we dive in? And mm-hmm. I know we're talking about rethinking and reviving relationships, but I th- felt I just needed to start um with a recommendation to express gratitude to the friends who have really helped you weather this storm. <laughs> um because wow, I I am super grateful um for a number of people including you as I mentioned Asha. Um just like the even just as simple as like the text connections, you and I send a lot of emojis back and forth when literally (laughs) there are no words or we just don't have the time for words. And that has just meant so much. Um, Mm. And I was actually just thinking uh, as you were talking, I was thinking, man, you know, if you think about things just to be grateful for, as we've gone through this pandemic, 
I just feel so grateful right now that it's okay to bake things for people. I don't know if you remember, but like at the beginning, like, whoa, sharing food, not even a possibility, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I I have just, that is one thing I just realized just now that I'm really grateful for. I just gave some, a neighbor some cookies yesterday, like they had, a a friend of Violet's had lent her a big stack of books and I was kind of stressing because I was like, oh no, I don't know if these books are still in the same condition that if they were in as pristine condition as when we received them. And, you know, I dropped a bag of cookies in there and was like, wow, you know, just now I was thinking, I'm really glad we can do that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really mm-hmm. sad when we couldn't do that before. So, geez, it's so weird to think that we can like, we now have like strange memories of, you know, different phases of this pandemic. Right? That's Isn't so that weird? weird. Yeah. Yeah. Totally yeah weird. It is weird. Well, yes. Um, Expressing gratitude to the friends who've helped you. That is uh, that that's where we start. I mean, I think just sort of even in our own minds, you know, and I think another part of that, you know, maybe step two is to let go of any guilt you may be feeling. Mm. And that is, um, you know, some of us uh, for various reasons have probably been really quiet during this pandemic. So, you know, if that's you, if you know, if you've been very quiet because you've been going through your own thing for whatever reason, or if you haven't reached out, or if, you know, for whatever reason in your mind, you know, your definition of holding up a friendship, you know, you feel like your behavior hasn't really sort of been at that standard. I really hope you will be kind to yourself and and let that go. I mean, if you feel you have apologies to make to people as you reconnect, then, you know, if that's warranted, then by all means. But mm. but I hope you'll be kind to yourself and I hope you will keep that in mind, you know, as you think about your friends, too, because as Christine said, you know, there have been these internal processes that have been so personal to each of us for whatever reason. And, and there's no way to know how we could respond to something like this. So mm-hmm. I think we need to give ourselves a lot of space and um, give ourselves permission to reconnect to the people that we love without that guilt getting in the way. Mm, yes. Yes, indeed. I actually am already feeling like, like I'm breathing a little steadier, just like mm-hmm. having this conversation. So I'm really grateful for mm. it. And uh, yeah, we will have a lot more to chat about after a quick break. Are you like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids? Designed for kids ages six and up, Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and more, all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. 
Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you you listen to your podcasts. Hello, friends. We're back and we are talking about rethinking and reviving friendships during this strange in between time. And I want to kick this section off by just sort of sharing the golden template of relationship communication, and that is to listen, reflect, and validate when you're talking with a friend. I feel like, um, you know, one of the things about this pandemic, because we've been so isolated, um, you know, despite the texting, despite the Zoom, I feel like we just don't know what's been going on with the people in our lives. I mean, how can we when we've spent so much time alone? And so as, you know, the fuller picture of our lives, you know, sort of reveals itself as we come back together, we're going to really need to listen to each other. And um, this is like, what I learned in therapy, this is what I've learned as a human being, that that really the basis of good um, active listening is to, you know, listen, obviously, but then to reflect back to somebody what they're saying and then validate it. You don't have to agree, but you can say, you know, something like you, you listen to somebody, you sort of repeat back to them what you heard, and then you say, yeah, I can I can understand how it feels that way. I feel like this notion of witnessing um, is so important right now. Like we need our friends to really witness what has happened during this period of time in our lives. And they really need the same from us. And it doesn't have to take a lot of time, but it is the most direct way to just re-knit a friendship in my experience or mm. any relationship for that matter. Yeah, for sure. You know, those words like I see you or you're seen, like that's true. Mm -hmm. We all need to be seen. And I think um, especially uh, we've talked about this on the show before, Asha, and I'm, I feel like there's even some like, I think it was in the parenting realm, but we shared a graphic of like Asha's validating language or something like that. But I think, <laughs> you know, we don't always have, have to have the answers or the perfect thing to say. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes it's just a matter of just showing up and, mm -hmm. and being there. Um, all right. Well, my next point is related to that as well as your point about letting uh, letting go of guilt. And I kind of touched on this in our intro, but I just want to encourage people to remember that everyone's baseline for communication has been like totally messed up, I think. <laughs> totally. And yeah, I, I just want to encourage people to have compassion both for, you know, whatever our, our behavior, other people's, you know, I know that I personally am coming out of a couple of very intense emotional months. And so I'm sure I have not been my best self in my communication with different people. And I just, you know, I just got to continue to trust and be compassionate with myself and then, you know, think back and 
reflect and repair, you know, issue any repairing actions if necessary. But this has just been so extraordinarily difficult. And I don't think we should minimize that. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, that's, that's it. But I just, Mm -hmm. um, I think people have a tendency to be really hard on themselves. So I want to encourage people to let go of that. Totally hard on themselves. And then when you talk to somebody who you haven't talked to in a long time, who you love or even like, or it's a new friendship and you get that weird feeling like they sound weird, you sound weird. Then it's like, oh no, is it me? I mean, it could kick off the whole. So it's just This is so this is such a good point because it's like we we have to just remember to just step back and go, okay, you know, like we're all we're all weird right now. We're all going to be weird for a little bit. Let's just, you know, give ourselves, you know, a month or two of weird and then, you know, (laughs) we'll get together for coffee at some point and work it out. But I mean, just a lot of space for that. I'm thinking an embrace weird (laughs) shirt. (laughs) Christine and her T-shirt. I know. I can't. I just can't help it. I can't. I think we should just not talk to each other and just wear T-shirts with various messages. Yeah, that might be. (laughs) My other one I thought of yesterday was (laughs) normal-ish. I I digress. (laughs) Uh, Oh boy. Okay. Well, actually, um, tone change because (laughs) this next tip of mine is actually somewhat (laughs) somewhat serious. and that is, you know, here we are, like we're talking about, you know, give lots of space and lots of, you know, and this is all good. And and I think this is really important. But I also want to encourage you to notice red flags, like notice them. You don't have to do anything about them, but notice, you know, that ugh feeling that you get when you're talking with somebody. Um, and I'm going to share sort of a hard truth. I think the reality of this is that some of our relationships may not be able to weather this period. I hope that is not true, but I think it's possible. And, you know, the just the fact is that difficult times have a way of exposing weak connections and sort of poking at places that are already um, a little compromised. And, you know, that's just that's just reality. And I think it's very, very hard to acknowledge that it's painful to acknowledge that at a time when we don't really need any more pain in our lives. But um, and so you don't have to do anything right now about that. If you notice that little twingy feeling, um, you know, that gut feeling. But I, at the very least, really encourage you to pay attention because, you know, everyone deserves grace given what we've all been through. And I, I personally think that we all need some time to just get back, you know, get our bearings back and all of that stuff. But that doesn't mean that we have to hold on indefinitely to friendships and relationships that have really run their course or that are, you know, that are damaging. And I just think you have to you have to trust yourself on those things, even if it means um, that it takes some time. Mm-hmm. It's I sort keep, of a, it's a tough one. That's a it, tough well, one to swallow, but I, it's, I think, important to hear. I appreciate the Asha Real Talk because, you know, your your note there, difficult times have a way of exposing weak connections. Like, yes, I mean, this yeah. is... This is reality and Mm -hmm. relationships, they don't all last forever. I'll talk a little bit about that later. But um, yeah, so I mean, Mm -hmm. grace, yes. And also, I think, you know, these red red flags, like look at that and noticing them and perhaps, you know, creating some boundaries if necessary. That's a protective act for yourself, you know, and right Mm -hmm. now we we need to do the things that will help us get through this. So Mm -hmm. really, really important. I'm glad you brought that up, even though it's tough. Yeah, it is tough. And I guess one little thing I would add is that 
you know, red flags. We I could call them yellow flags, sort of like the a yellow light at yeah. you know at a stoplight. It could just be sort of a caution signal that later on in a month you say, oh no, actually that was just a blip. Okay, you know I can work with that, but still, it's very important to notice what it is. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we have more to discuss, and we'll do that after a quick break. I'm Margaret, and I'm Amy, and together we host the podcast What Fresh Hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Hello, friends. We're back. And my next tip is to remind you to go at your own pace as you reenter normal society. Um, you know, everyone's going to have their own pace for reentry into social situations, into group situations. And I just wanted to remind you that you get to decide what works for you, obviously, within the boundaries of your own work situation or your school situation or whatever. And also, What's going on in your state, you know, and in your city, um, whatever local and federal safety guidelines are happening by the time this episode airs or by the time you listen to it. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, a lot of things are out of our control. I mean, <laughs> we know that that has been one of the major lessons of this last year or so is that really we don't control a lot of the conditions of, of you know, what we're doing in life. But. Um, you know, so your workplace may require certain things or school may require certain things that you don't feel, you know, whatever. It's it's not where you would necessarily choose to go. But as much as possible, don't let other others pressure you into behavior you're not ready for. So, you know, maybe somebody wants to sort of sit and outdoor dine with you, but you're just not ready to do that yet or or whatever it is. Or somebody wants to go on a walk with you and they don't want to wear a mask and you do or, or whatever it is, um, you know. I think it's important to if if always default to the highest safety setting. You know, I think the person who wants to be safe, they should be able to sort of lead there. And if that's you, then I think, you, you know, feel comfortable doing it. So 
um, just just a reminder that you get to you get to make those decisions for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. That is, you know, yes, if it's a relationship that is solid, you should feel comfortable advocating for yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's like part of what what we've been talking about earlier, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, my I want to close with a recommendation, which is to, you know, I know obviously so much has been different and people probably want to return to same and comfortable and all that. But I would like to invite people to consider this next phase as we're kind of transitioning our lives again um, as a time to maybe nurture a newer relationship. Um, You know, like, so think about other people in your life who are kind of newer friends, like maybe parents you've met through your kid's new class, you know, grade where everything was so weird this year. Um, Just like consider, um, because maybe this is a time where you might have a developing relationship that could be really nurturing to you. I think the reality is, um, I recall reading or hearing this somewhere, and I feel like maybe we talked about it on an earlier friendship episode, but I I recall reading that like friendships run their course or the average friendship lasts like seven years. And I, I remember when I first read that feeling like, oh no, this is terrible, only seven years. And then I was like, I thought back to some relationships that have drifted in and out and I'm like, you know, that's fine. That's normal. It's okay. Um, so I just, you know think that maybe this is a good time to think about giving some love to a newer relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and also acknowledging that, you know, friendships and relationships are so connected to our day-to-day experiences. So I'm thinking about, for example, work friends. You know, there are probably work friends that many of you listening haven't seen in a, in a year, you know, and so that's really you know, crazy, our, by the way, thinking, that, thinking that, yeah, that's really crazy. Right. So like, One's common experience goes away, but other common experiences begin, you know. And so, you know, again, it's not to say that your work relationships are now kaput or anything, but, you know, shared experiences are sort of the, you know, the the seeding ground for friendships. And our shared experiences in this last year have been this funny Zoom, you know, different thing. That doesn't mean that new relationships can't start. And that's really, really um, just a really sort of positive and hopeful thing to remember. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. It's sort of amazing how you can like, I don't know, some friendships can just start quickly. You know yeah, I mean? absolutely. Yeah. Well, Asha, what is your next edit for this episode? I'd love to hear it. Uh, well, I just got to say, first of all, this has been really, really nice to talk about. Like, it's really nice to think about this stuff. I'm very excited about like friendships and Life. like this next phase, but <laughs> it really does feel good to think through this stuff. Okay. So my next edit for this episode um, actually, it's a it's a very concrete one. Um, that's very unusual for me, Christine. And that's we to rub read, off on each other, Asha. What can I, I say? Know. <laughs> Here's what I think everyone should do, and that is to read the CDC guidelines um, for fully vaccinated people. And the reason why I'm going that direction is that um, getting your COVID vaccine is really the direct route to being with people again, and those guidelines are in the process of shifting and shifting, meaning they're learning more about what is safe. And so the possibilities are expanding and it's really exciting. So um, that is where they keep all the info about like the latest, you know, data and all of that kind of stuff. So as they learn more, that's where they put it. So we will share the link in the show notes. And I think it's worthwhile reading those guidelines, you know, from the source, as opposed to just sort of getting the headlines from the newspaper so that you can really see what um, what full full vaccination affords you in terms of, you know, freedom in your life. 
Thank goodness for science. That's all oh, I will say. Oh my goodness. It's just amazing. Oh well, some maybe someday we'll talk about vaccines more because yeah. it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, my next edit is actually a little bit re- is, you know, somewhat related to yours. Um and it is to consider leaning into stories and science. So, um in my recent interview with Julie Lithcutt Hames, she's amazing. It was on how to be an adult, but she recommended um a book called Friendship the Evolution, Biology, and Extraordinary Power of Life's Fundamental Bond. The author is Lydia Denworth. And I was just like, wow, this sounds like fun and nerdy and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I was just going to recommend, you know, putting this on this title on um, your list for your next book run or your next library run or whatever. Um, and we will link it in the show notes. Sounds good. Life's fundamental bond. I mean, dang. Isn't it though? Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, yeah, that's that's quite the subtitle. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, well, friend, you're my friend. I'm really glad we talked about this and I ho- um, we really hope that you found this helpful. Uh, you'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources we've mentioned, plus lots of great related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. And as ever, we love chatting with you online. This week, we'd like to know, what is one way a friend has made you feel seen? Hop over to facebook.com slash edityourlifeshow and look for the question of the week pinned to the top of the page or chat with us on Instagram at edityourlifeshow. We'd also be grateful if you would consider dropping us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.